Hey friends, welcome back to another week of the Business Bites podcast. I am your host, Rachel Brakey, business strategist and intellectual property attorney for entrepreneurs. Y'all know I've been trying to do something a little different this year with the podcast to bring more voices and more perspective outside of just me. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing my voice, what I have to say. So I have asked for someone that I started following on social media, absolutely loved her engagement, the content, the purpose that she's putting out there for entrepreneurs. So Latoya, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You're a mom of two. I am. <laughs> You're a wife and founder of the Heartbreak Clinic, which, oh my, so this, this, I love this. You know, I love seeing when, you know, women, especially, you know, we're recording this during Women's History Month, but I absolutely love seeing women recognized on platforms like Fox, NBC, and all of that. Military families, same as me. We have a lot in common here. I love it. I love it. So let's start with how you got into entrepreneurship and what led you to creating the Heartbreak Clinic. And then we'll jump into some of the tips that you have for entrepreneurs within this topic. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me again. And Heartbreak Clinic is something that we all experience throughout our lifetime. It's an emotion that we all can connect with, but it's something that I personally experienced while pursuing my undergraduate degree. And when trying to find help, I, I was stumped. I couldn't find anyone that could really help me that had personally experienced what I was going through and could emotionally connect with what I was feeling and give me not just the steps, but the tools needed to overcome. So while pursuing my undergraduate degree, a lot of the things that I learned throughout my coursework helped me heal my own heart. Once I healed my heart, I didn't feel comfortable sharing that story because I was a little embarrassed about having to having gone through that and um, getting to a place of brokenness. But as time went on, people began to ask questions, those close to me, friends and family members. So it started with just helping a few friends and family members mend their own hearts and then it clicked and I realized, you know what, this, it, this needs to open up for a, a larger conversation. Women need to start opening up and sharing their stories so that we can help each other heal. And that's when I began to become more vocal on social media. And that's how Heartbreak Clinic was born. Heartbreak Clinic is here to help women learn, grow, and heal after heartbreak so that they can live their life authentically and on their terms. No, I love this because this is something that I often hashtag Rachel rants about because we see that trauma and heartbreak and all this is normalized in society. You turn on any TV show, movie, in the news, celebrity news, it's sensationalized and it's almost glorified. And so with that, it, like you were saying, you didn't feel like you could share your story. It almost puts people, particularly women, into a box. So we're already cold, you know, conditioned by society for the most part that we just shut up and know our place and don't say anything that should be controversial. So when we have something traumatic happen, especially like heartbreak, we can't look to anywhere else because they don't show the true trauma and fallout on TV and social, you know? And so I love that you have identified this need. And, you know, I've talked in other podcasts before 
malfining your client avatar and your unique selling position and serving position, really, because that's what you're doing. You're serving. And I love that you have identified this because I feel like it's a good way for you to grab hold of those women, love them and serve them, give them the tools. And then also be, a, I think you're going to be a huge ripple effect with this. And I really enjoy seeing that because if that impacted you, you're going to impact the next person and it's just going to go on and on. And I think that's so important, you know, women helping women, all those little, all those hashtags we mm -hmm. see. But let me ask you, like getting into this, you knew you had a passion and purpose. You gradually got into it with friends. How did you even get your bearings to do it? I mean, you didn't have, you had a little bit of a background in entrepreneurship before. I did. So initially I started a company many years ago and it was called the Jewelry Box. And the Jewelry Box went well, but the only thing was I wasn't connected to the message there. I love jewelry. I had a passion for jewelry. I always wore really nice statement pieces and I received many compliments for them. But there wasn't anything that I really felt connected to. I didn't have a story to um, support the mission or the movement behind creating the business. So as time went on, my connection to the, the business and the mission was just not there as much. But one of the most important things when you set out on your entrepreneurial journey is you must always feel like a greater calling. You must always feel connected to the work that you are doing. And you always must have, as everyone likes to say, a why. And I didn't have a, a real reason why. I just love jewelry. But with Heartbreak Clinic, I have a reason why. Every woman that I work with, I have the ability to go back to that space, connect with that emotion, fully feel and experience what that person is feeling at that time, and help and guide them as they go through unpacking all of their emotions and working through the healing process. A lot of times when you initially experience heartbreak, at first you're not ready to work on the healing part. You have to unpack all of the, the things that happen, all the things that hurt you, and then gradually transition into getting to a place of where you're ready to let go, break free and heal. And I'm here to guide women through that entire process. And one of the most important things of, or one of the things that has really helped me in my business is knowing that the business part of it is important, but the work that I'm, I am doing is so much more important because helping women heal helps families and it helps women get back to doing the things that they know and love so that they can live life freely and on their terms. I love that you said that because, you know, I struggled for a long time. You know, I went to law school thinking that I, even while I was doing business consulting, but I went to law school because I was like, I want to have a bigger purpose in the world. I didn't see that I was already fulfilling my purpose at that time. And I was like, I'm going to go do criminal prosecutor work. And then when I graduated, it just, I already had a client base. I already had an audience. It just didn't make sense. And it took, I struggled with this for quite a few years of, you know, I want to do so good in the world. And when you were just talking, what came up for me was what I finally figured out is that I'm on the ground floor. I'm directly impacting women and families, and I'm able to provide them and give them the tools, much like you're doing, to be able to overcome whatever it is they need have in their life so they can go fulfill their purpose and be there for their family and selves. So I enjoy that. I love hearing when other women 
have found and feel that because I understand for so long, I felt kind of a little lost. Cause I was like, you have to be like this badass criminal prosecutor to do good in the world, but you don't, you can yeah. simply do like what you're doing. Let me ask you one question. Maybe this is the business strategist in me. Are you selling jewelry on Heartbreak Clinic? No, well, I do. So I have a necklace that I wear and I have a story behind the necklace and I do sell this necklace on my website and it says, I am powerful. So when my children were younger, they were babies and they would be in the um, back seat of the car and every, every morning I would wake up and drive them to school and I would always tell them they're brave, they're strong and they're powerful and they could do anything. So my daughter was about three or four years old and she was at the top of the stairs twirling and singing to the top of her lungs, I am powerful, I am powerful, no one can stop me. So when I heard her say that, I was just like, you know what, I have to do something with that. I have to do you know, something to really remember um, this moment. So I still play the video to the day, to this day and I have a necklace and the necklace says I am powerful and I wear it every single day. So yes, I do not sell a bunch of jewelry now, but I have infused jewelry into Heartbreak Clinic with the I am powerful necklace. I love that. And I, and I love seeing the different pieces and I want you to share here in a second, like what kind of, you know, tools and structures and tips that you have for entrepreneurs. But I know for me that when I've gone through the different like traumatic events in my life, you know, you're talking about, you have to unpack the healing and do all of this during that process. I liked having something to hold on to. Like I have a bracelet that has a Phoenix. And so you could just look at it and, you know, we underestimate how powerful those sort of things can be for you, you know, with a message, especially during times of heartache, you know, and so let's kind of shift a little bit. You have an entrepreneur that is going through heartbreak or some other trauma. And I mean, again, society doesn't really show the traumatic fallout side of it. You don't want to do anything. Even if you have purpose in your business, if you're on the receiving end of this heartbreak and trauma, it can be very difficult to want to work, you know, and especially if your family or yourself is dependent upon that money, that's hard. If you have a team that's dependent, I've been there. So how would you guide entrepreneurs that are listening who may be going through this or still, you know, trying to get out the other side of it, uh, how they can, you know, manage it all and still keep their businesses going in the wake of all this? Absolutely. So one of the things that I work with my clients on is creating a self-care plan. And when you create a self-care plan, there are two really important things that you need to do each morning and each evening is you need to have a morning routine and an evening routine. It's totally up to them what they want to include in those routines. But some of the things that I recommend is listening to an inspirational message, also doing some prayer, meditation, and then also doing some affirmations each morning, anything that will help lift them up. If there's a song that makes them feel like they're on top of the world, before life gets a hold of you, before the day has all the demands that it will, you must get yourself to the maximum level of performance and happiness before any of those things take place. And then you must also do the same thing at the end of the day to close out your day. Recognize, and then in the evening, recognize some of the things that you did really well. Recognize some of the things that may not have gone well, but once you recognize the things that did not go well, think about what you can do 
tomorrow or in the future to have a better outcome. And then you can close out the day with some additional affirmations and listening to a message that is motivating and inspiring. But the importance of doing both of these things is allowing yourself to have a mindset shift. You can't control the rain and the storms from coming, but you can totally control how you decide to manage and work through those things. So it's important to make sure that while you're going through those things, practicing self-care to make sure that you are in a, a great space, journaling, writing out all the things that are you know, not good for you so that you can get them out of your mind and onto paper and making sure that you are being empathetic with yourself and having some patience with yourself. And most important, remembering why you got started and why you have to continue to push forward. If you have employees that are depending on you, knowing that there are employees and families that are depending on you and you are moving forward and pushing forward for your family and theirs. You know, I, it's funny before I went through my own situation within the last few years, I was one of those that would see the stuff on Instagram and Pinterest. And I'm like, Ooh, this affirmation meditation, blah, blah, blah. Just need to get up. I got to get into work. I just got to like power through it all. And it wasn't until I was forced to slow down that I realized how important, and I love, I just had like the visualization of a bookend. You're, you're bookending your day with this mm -hmm. self-care stuff. So if you're listening and you're like, well, I haven't gone through heartbreak. I've not had trauma what Latoya said, the mindset shift is valuable for everybody. So sticking that in there, because I know I am one of the first, I will roll over in the morning. I'll pet the dog on my way to grab my phone. And yeah. <laughs> that's in and outside of, you know, trying to take care of myself. And I end up getting sucked into what I need to do for work or, you know, my team members have left me messages and I feel like I got to respond and I'm not effective. I find that I'm more on edge. And so I've really, I like that you brought that up and I love instituting that. And I think one of the hard parts, and maybe you've seen this with the message is that so many people are kind of cliche teaching self-care affirmations. And it's like, you have to be very intentional with it. It's not simply scheduling it in and having your cup of coffee, make an intention for that moment just to sit and stare out the window and think about maybe gratitude or something like that. And so for me, I was reading an article the other day, I think it was Entrepreneur Magazine. That was one of the things that the top thriving CEO say, and they may not necessarily have had heartbreak or trauma is exactly what you're talking about is having a solid morning routine, but I love how you doubled it down and had a evening routine for self-care. Yep. I think it's so important. And it's something that I had to like many years ago, I didn't do it. And mm -hmm. I allowed the day to um, just take over me. And I feel like when you do that, you're more in a position where you're more reactive instead yeah. of responsive. Yeah. So I realized that, you know, I must command my day when I take the time out for myself and I make sure I am in a great space. My days go better that way than when I allow, you know, life to take control of my day. I grab the phone and I do all these things you know, responding to email. Now I'm reactive mm -hmm. most of the day where, you know, I, I take time out for me, then I can, you know, start with a, a great start. My mindset is in a good space and I'm prepared to, you know, respond to emails and those types of things. So I think it's really important to make sure that you take care of yourself at the beginning and end of the day, because it really helps you start to move forward, whether it's 
relationship or whether you're not going through anything at all and you just want to make sure that you are just in a great headspace Mm -hmm. and you just want to continue to you know just continued maintenance of your, you know, your mindset and continuing to practice self-care. I think that is something great that we all, like you said, could implement into our days. So obviously you provide the services to help entrepreneurs with getting through this sort of stuff. I mean, what if they're like, okay, Latoya, I've done the book ending of the self-care. I'm sticking to it. But when my self-care ends, I'm just adrift. I just can't focus. I'm so overcome with whatever the emotions feel. Um, what would you say to them? I mean, obviously the obvious answer is come to Latoya. She can help fix you. She's got the clinic, but what, I mean, what do you say to your clients that are having those situations where they just, they feel like they're drowning and they're trying to get above the water and they, you know, that self-care brings them up for a little bit, but then they're right back down. So the, the most important thing is figuring out what the thing is that makes you feel like you're drowning and then dealing with that thing, right? A lot of times there are life that we have allowed to let go or go on for so long that we are avoiding it we aren't dealing with it and we need to address those things in order for us to move forward an example would be um sometimes i have you know worked with people where they don't have the ability to let go or walk away completely from their exes because there may be children involved, they may work with this person. So then we have to think about, okay, well, what boundaries Mm -hmm. do you need to put in place in order for you to be successful on this Mm -hmm. journey? So the, the response could be very different, but the most important thing is if someone feels like they're drowning, getting to the root cause, Mm-hmm. of what is causing them to feel like they're drowning and then creating a plan to help them um, be successful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not just in the self-care plan, but there could be a variety of plans that are needed in order to ensure that they can be successful. But the most important thing is just sitting down, having a conversation, mm-hmm. talking it out and figuring out what is the thing that's causing them to feel like they're drowning. The great thing about journaling, and I always emphasize journaling, is if you write down how you feel each day, it gives you an opportunity to capture how you feel at that moment. And then it also allows you to go back, reflect on those things, and really see what it is that might be causing you to feel like you're drowning, causing you to feel like you're blocked and you can't move forward. Sometimes when we think of it top of mind, we can't really figure out what is that thing that is blocking us. But when we journal each morning or each evening, evening, whichever we prefer, it allows us to go back and analyze our thoughts and really figure out what is the thing that is bogging us down so that we can create a plan in order for us to move forward. I also like journaling when you're going through situations like this, because it's like before and after pictures of weight loss, right? You might not see the scale moving. You might not feel like you're getting better, but if you compare the pictures and you're doing the work, then you can go back and see just how far you've come. And I know for me, like the small wins like that were really important, knowing that I didn't have to make the decision. I just had to make a decision every day. And I think, you know, one thing you said about boundaries is I know that myself and seeing others that have gone through different traumas and heartbreaks and stuff, they set boundaries with their team. They may have just had to say to their team, life has happened. I need 
all my podcast appearances canceled because I just knew I couldn't show up effectively and just reschedule and say, I'm sorry, or, you know, just set the boundaries that you need to do for you. One thing I want to throw to you with this is I know that there's a tendency to just cancel everything, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you, how would you guide an entrepreneur to strike the balance of how much boundaries they can put at home and with their team, but so that they can also still feel kind of normal, right? We thrive on entrepreneurship. That's why we're here. How would you, how would you guide them into that balance? I think that the most important thing is you must figure out what makes you happy, right? What are the things that are must-haves? Like if it's spending time with your family, if it's going on a walk, exercising, and then thinking about, okay, these are the things that add value to my life. And there are some other things and, you know, these things can't go. These are must-haves. And there are some other things that are, you know, like to have. How many of those like to have things can you add to your life? A lot of times, some people that I work with, they are entrepreneurs. And when the interesting thing about entrepreneurship is you can start one business and you start another one and another one, another one. And then now you have all the businesses, but you don't have time to manage the business. So you feel so divided. (laughs) You feel so divided. So what I have them do is put the businesses in order from one to five, your highest priority to the lowest priority, right? Then think about how many hours per week you're going to commit to doing your business-related things. Then think about how many hours for each of those top five, those five things you're going to commit. So if the first one is going to get, you know, 80% of your time, how are you going to divide the others? And is there something that you need to let go of? So I have those types of conversations as well, not only from a business perspective, but from a life perspective, like how much time are you going to spend working? How much time are you going to spend with your family? How much time are you going to spend exercising? That type of thing. And then when you take the thought out of it and you get it down on paper and you start to analyze it, it the picture becomes a lot more clear to my clients when they're actually looking at how many hours they have a week to spend on the things that they enjoy doing, plus doing work and getting some sleep. <laughs> getting 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 um, some rest so um with having that conversation I've seen a lot of people begin to move from wanting to take all these things on but when you see it seeing how much they can actually successfully take on Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, we, I think many of us probably saw exactly what you're talking about play out in 2020 while it may not have been heartbreak, but all of a sudden, you know, we had kids at home or partners at home, all our obligations and responsibilities have completely shifted. And mm-hmm. so the conversation, like what you just said is exactly what I had with my team. Mine kind of aligned with similar to what we're talking about here. So I was like, all right, we got to put this in priority order. Where's our money maker? Where's the one that we can get, keep like the ball just rolling and let's just let the other balls fall. Like we do, we just cannot, we will be ineffective. And I wasn't going to be able to show up anyway. So I absolutely love that. And, and I kind of cringed after I realized I said the word balance, because I don't really think that balance is ever truly achieved. I think it's a fluid situation. You know, I, you know, that whole myth that we could do a whole podcast on the myth of balancing family and business, but what you just said, priority, your priority, this season of life might be a different priority in the future. So true. 
Love it. Well, Latoya, thank you so much for coming on. Can you let the listeners know where to find you so they can check you out? Because guys, I love, I absolutely love your Instagram. That's how I found you. I love it. I'm following it. So where can they find you? Awesome. Well, thank you for having me again. And I am Latoya Hart. You can find me on any social media platform at I am Latoya Hart. You can also visit Heartbreak Clinic at heartbreakclinic.org. There are tons of free resources on our website if you have questions about love, dating, self-care, mental health. You can go on there and read tons of articles to help you there. You can also um, take a look at some of the um, resources that we have available, some of the tools um, that will help you right now in this moment begin to get some traction and break free from heartbreak if that's something that you're dealing with. And snag the necklace. I am powerful. I'm going to go. I love it. So, well, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for joining us on another week of the Business Bites podcast. As always, we will have a thread in the Facebook community that is going to be dedicated to this. We will link all of Latoya's stuff also in the show notes. So show notes group, come in, come join, interact with us. I would love to hear about tips and tricks that go along with this that may have helped you if you've gone through this so that we can continue to help others in our community. Talk to you all next week.